Today we have a special guest on, Cody Clemens of the Detroit Tigers here on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Tigers podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. And today, we have a special guest, Cody Clemens, here to talk about just whatever. Cody, how you doing? Doing good. How you doing? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Well, I think for starters, one of the questions I, I ask a lot of the dudes that play in Toledo, um, favorite, whether it's like a sports bar or whatever, favorite place to get food in Toledo? Um, I mean, it's, there's a bunch of them. I mean, the ones there by is. the field, Downtown's uh, nice, man. You know, you've got, you've got 10 can, which is right there next to the field. Um, people said Chevy's is a really cool place. Yeah. I haven't been there. Um, uh, they've got some good coffee shops. I, I go to Maddie and Bella or, or uh, Rust yeah. Belt, um, stuff like that. But, uh, I'm actually a big like hibachi guy. So there's a, a like a place called Kira Steakhouse, which is like, 10 minutes away off of Secor Road, and I actually have enjoyed that place a lot, yeah. Okay, I love it. Yeah, no, there's a uh, there's a lot of, within, like, the Mud Hens community, there's just a lot of debate, I guess you would say, over, you know, people people take the food opinions down there very seriously, so. Yeah, there's um, a ton of, like, you know, ballpark food restaurants are all around that stadium, so, um, you know, Frickers is always a spot where you oh, yeah. can get some late-night food, Um you know, there's a bunch of places, so you can't really go wrong. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I, I think uh, I think for we might as well just start at, like, the college level because so many people were really uh, excited about, like, the Tigers taking you and everything. And, and um, I remember watching you in Texas, and <coughs> I remember your, uh, your draft year and just how much you just, like, took off kind of, right? So just talk about um maybe the the development within your your collegiate career the the growth that you had there and then what led led to you ultimately getting drafted yeah um i mean going to texas was one of my you know dreams growing up obviously my dad went there and my brother was there so when i got recruited by augie grito it was something special for me um and to get to go to that university and get a good education, not only that, but also play, you know, really you know, competitive baseball. Um, it was awesome. I mean, I loved the city. I loved the school. I loved everything about Austin. Um, my two first two years, um, they were good. I mean, freshman coming in, got to start. Uh, all you put me at third base, uh, had a blast playing on that team. Uh, playing under Augie Garrido is obviously something cool to, you know, have under your belt. Um, and just had a pretty solid freshman year, nothing crazy. Um, and then going into sophomore year, uh, we had the coaching change with Coach Pierce coming in with his staff. And so that summer I actually had uh, Tommy John. Right, so, I was going to ask you about that later. Yeah, so yeah, I had Tommy John and um, ended up DHing the entire year. 
so that was a little different uh, for me because obviously, you know, growing up, I was nonstop playing the field, um, never really DH or anything like that. Um, so that was definitely a different experience, but I kind of had the same exact year, uh, you know, statistics wise, uh, my sophomore year. And then going into my junior year, I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. Like, I'm going to change my stance up. I'm going to lower my hands, open up a little bit, worked with uh, Coach Allen over there um and just worked on some stuff and just said you know f it i'm gonna switch it up nothing to lose and it kind of just clicked and my swing felt really good you know um had a lot more power um just within that swing i matured as a hitter uh you know had more discipline at the plate kind of figured out what the pitchers were trying to do to me like i basically just got better i really did um and luckily it was like the perfect timing for that to happen that kind of season to happen and you know the tigers took me and you know i was super excited about it my family was super excited um and it was you know dream come true to play professional baseball for sure the uh i, I think one of the big things that everyone was super excited about when you were drafted and is still super excited about is just the the concept i guess you would say of someone that plays the middle infield mostly having that much power and having like that much slug is that is that something that did truly just kind of come along when you did the the stance switch or was yeah that, i mean yeah when i like i remember it was the fall of what going into 2018 uh like we had fall scrimmages and whatnot and all this stuff and so at texas and i was like taking batting practice on the field one day and I was just messing around with my stance and I was like, I'm going to lower my hands. So then when I load, I get some separation and they have to come up, um, you know, get the foot down and just have a smooth, smooth path. And in BP, I was kind of smashing some balls and good spin on it. And, you know, they're going, leaving the yard and I was like, damn, I might have something going here. Um, and then once it, once I got some success from that swing in the real games, that confidence kind of just snowball effect the snowball effect happened and i was you know i wasn't getting big headed but i knew that i was capable of you know i don't care who's on the mound yeah hard I'm not gonna... to when you have a 1200 ops hard hard not, hard not to feel that way yeah. confident but not overly confident and i was you know going up to the plate with a good uh you know mentality and i wasn't scared of anybody on the mound and i was you know getting in there i was like all right well i'm gonna do some damage here and you know that confidence is huge and not only back when I was in college, but also now, you know, if you ever doubt yourself in this game, you're kind of screwed. So um, it was a great learning experience for me uh, going through that type of a season because success and have that success, you can build off of that and try and remember those little key pointers that I had um, in college, you know, whether that was or mental and use those at the professional level. So it was, it was a sure. must-needed season. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, fair. I mean, it was, like I said, it was a, it was a great one, obviously. With, you talked about the Tommy John, and, and I was going to ask about that. Do you, was that a, a career, like, shifting moment, or was it just something, like, you had to go through and then, like, because I, I know you played a lot more third, obviously, before the Tommy John, and then, you know, played a little bit more second after. Is that... Was that like a big thing in your career, like arc? Was the Tommy John a big deal? Or because you know, position players, it's it's obviously yeah. not as common. Yeah, I mean, when it happened, obviously I was devastated. I didn't know really 
what I was about to go through. Um, but you know, luckily I did it, it or I tore it in the summer. So I had surgery in August and, you know, I went to Pensacola and got uh, surgery by Dr. Andrews and he was like, listen, like you're a position player. It's not that big of a deal. You're going to be back in six months swinging a bat in like eight to 10 months throwing the ball. And I was like, all right. And so I was putting all the math in my head of when the season's going to start, blah, 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 whatever. And like four months in, I, I, I was, I was recovering really fast and I uh, started swinging off the tee and I ended up, you know, I was healthy enough to DH that whole year. And then in the middle of the year, I was ready to go with my arm. And so I did play a little bit of second base in the middle of that season, but we had Brett Boswell at second, who's with the Rockies. And he, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he, uh, you know, had the, it was locked down and, you know, there was no reason for, you know, for us to switch spots or rotate DH or whatever. And so I DH the whole year and it really wasn't, I mean, my arm feels great right, right now. Like, um, actually my junior year after that season was over, I started at third base. So I played maybe six to eight games in college, my junior year at third base. And the reason behind me going to second base was our second baseman was having issues field, fielding the ball when we were playing, uh, LSU at Alex box at their place. And uh, so he just was having issues. He had a stud third baseman freshman coming in. That was a freshman, but he wasn't in the lineup. So coach Pierce was like, his, the kid was Ryan Reynolds, you know, Shane Reynolds kid. Sure. And, oh yeah. 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 And he got drafted by the Cubs. Good friend of mm-hmm. mine. So we got Ryan at third, put me at second and then took Mason Hibbler uh, and put him in the outfield. And he ended up playing left field like the whole year. But then I stuck at second base the whole year. And then I was just drafted as a second baseman. <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> how, that's how it went. Yeah. It's, it's funny when, uh, you know, going into school, you, you don't expect, you know, it's kind of like, like Torque went through the same thing, right? Like he got drafted <laughs> as a third baseman and like, didn't, you know, yeah. he just didn't even play third. Like that was, that was right. its own thing, I guess. But Always weird to, to hear that on draft night, you know, maybe not expect it when you were earlier on in your career. Right. I mean, I grew up a shortstop, you know, everybody does. Yeah. Um, but I played short and third my freshman year, probably half and half. And then I played or DH the whole sophomore year. And then junior year, I played, you know, just a couple games at third and then the rest right. of the games at second. And then once AJ came in, and it was, what, my third year in the organization or fourth year or whatever it was. Um, he took me into his office and he was like, Hey Cody, like how you doing? He's a Houston guy. So I've met him before. Right, yeah. He plays golf out at um, Carlton woods where my dad and my mom, their members out there in the woodlands. Um, and they, you know, they run into each other all the time and play golf. Sure. But anyways, he took me to his office. He's like, Hey, like, do you play any other positions in second base? And I was like, yeah, like I can play whatever. Like it's not. A, and he was like, "Why haven't you been like moved around or anything?" And I was like, "I just no one's ever told me to play anywhere else until you're talking." This is the first time right, until this conversation about yeah. it. Yeah, and so that was last year, and I played. I mean, majority of my games in Toledo were at second base, but um, I played I don't know a handful at first and a handful in right field, and then coming into this year. The first week I played two games at third base and the rest of the, the series in left field. So like right. 
and I didn't even play a game at second. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm in for another year of let's figure it out. <laughs> and so uh, I've been playing. I mean, I probably, honestly, it's probably been pretty close to even of playing left field, third base, second base this year out of the, I don't know, 25 games that we've played. But, uh, yeah, it's been good. I mean, I'm just trying to rotate around and see what happens. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the – I remember when the organization like kind of first started making public that like they were going to try you out in in the corner outfields a lot more and stuff. And it's it's just so night and day, like how this organization was ran, like pre AJ Hinch and post AJ Hinch. Right. Like there's you can very clearly tell like when when that happened. And um, and I don't know, I remember that that excited a lot of people and, and especially after you know, they extended scope for whatever, a couple of years. And and so knowing that you were going to get reps kind of all over the place, excited people, because I think that that's probably uh, uh, having that versatility has to only help you, right? Like as right. far as like path to the majors, like I'm sure getting reps everywhere is, you know, can't be a bad thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, AJ loves versatility. You right. know, he's when he was in Houston, he had a ton of guys who just rotated around the field. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it just adds value to me, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do whatever I can to crack the lineup. So whether I'm playing first, second, third, left, right, I don't care. You know, I'm trying to get up there as quick as possible and help the team win. And, you know, so I'm, I'm all for moving around and doing whatever. It's, it's, it was hilarious last year. Cause I only had an infield glove and then right. I was like, and my brother played, for the blue jays for a little bit and now he's playing independent ball in staten island and uh he plays first base and so i was like dude bro i need a glove send me a glove right now like i gotta play first this week i don't have a glove so he he shipped me one of his first base mitts and then i ordered an outfield glove and now i have now i have five gloves yeah you just got everything anything you need (laughs) Yeah. yeah um with uh how has that kind of i guess transition been to the outfield i mean i'm sure that's what the first time you've ever played outfield first time since you were like you were a kid that you've played outfield yeah how how quick of a transition kind of was that? i think the last time i played outfield was like my freshman year of high school i was playing shortstop and center field like just (laughs) the main two positions whatever and so i mean it's not outfield's not hard like you go out there and it's 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 weird because it's quiet like you know when you're in the infield you're talking to everybody trying to figure out positioning uh you know making sure you're you're in the right spot at certain times in certain situations and the outfield it's quiet if the balls hit your direction go catch it you know like it's (laughs) you know it's it's pretty simple out there hit the cutoff man it's about it make sure your angles are good first step but like coming from middle infield to the outfield, it's like, right. all right, like you're athletic enough to run down the ball, you know, obviously yeah. like some guys have more experience out there. So like they know like the spin on the baseball, like, you know, if a lefty's up and he hits one to left field, it's going to be going away from you and vice versa. So like I just had to learn some positioning and basically go, Go catch the ball. <laughs> Fair enough. No, no, I, I, I think especially, you know, shortstop, like you said, middle infield, shortstop and second, going from 
uh, like everything within that to, you know, going to right field, I'm, I'm sure is, uh, is a lot, um, like you said, a lot quieter. I, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, with, uh, last fall, this last fall, they, uh, the, the Tigers put you on the 40 man. Just talk about, I, I know that that's, you know, one step toward the main goal and not, you know, like job not finished kind of thing, but talk about what, uh, what that kind of was like to, to be, just go have that step taken and just know that, you know, if something happens or, or the, uh, the opportunity is there to then get to like the next level. Yeah. Um, so I was just in my, you know, it was middle November. So I'm working out, out, I, I worked out down at, um, right off I 10 in Houston at a place, uh, Kip Wells has a place and we had a core group about six or seven guys down there working out. And anyways, one of the guys that I worked out with is also with my agency boundary group and that's Ford Proctor with the Rays. And he was in the same scenario I was, where it was, you know, his 40 man year, 50 year, whatever. Right. And, uh, we were both waiting on, waiting for them to let us know what they're going to do. Um, and so we went and ate lunch with our agent and what do you know? We sat down and I got a call from Ryan Garko and he told me that he's putting me on the 40 man and I was super pumped. My agent walked in, gave me a huge hug. Ford comes in and he's about to sit down and then he gets the phone call and we <laughs> got to celebrate That's together. Cool. Uh, or he got the call a little bit later, but we all were pumped for one another, you know, super important in our careers, especially, I mean, it, you know, it shows that the Tigers have faith in me and they know that I can bring some sort of, you know, bring something to the team and, uh, you know, I love being in this organiza organization. Uh, you know, they've treated me great uh, over the past years, uh, but it was awesome. My family was super excited. Obviously, I'm super excited. Um, so yeah, it was a great day. Yeah, that's cool that you got to share that moment. That's cool. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is funny. The um, I, I think the other thing I I really wanted to talk to you about was during the COVID year you played indie ball in like a, I don't want to say pop-up, but like quickly kind of thrown together <coughs> indie ball league. What talk about like the origins of it, like who you played with down there, just like everything about that experience. Yeah. So, I mean, it was weird. So obviously everybody kind of got screwed by the COVID year where there was no minor league baseball. Right. Yeah. So everybody had the alternate site, which was about 60 guys from the org and my best friend is connor capel um he's with the cardinals in AAA right now and uh his dad and my dad actually played at texas together mike capel and mike played in the big leagues with the brewers the astros the cubs bounced around a little bit so my dad and, and mike are really good friends and you know i grew up with connor you know basically when we were born he's a year younger than me but we grew up our whole lives together. And so we've been playing ball together. You know, he was committed to Texas, but he got drafted out of, he got drafted out of high school to the Indians or the guardians now. And, uh, then he got traded to the Cardinals. Anyways, um, Connor and I work out together in the off season. And, you know, both of us were stuck in the same situation of, uh, not being invited to the alternate site. What are we going to do all summer? My dad and Mike got together and were honestly, Mike was talking to my dad pretty hard about like, look, these 
this is like a crucial year for our boys. Um, like we got to figure something out. Like we had good connections in Sugarland with the Skeeters, the independent ball team um, at the time. And we got, they were like, we were, so in the summer we were working out at the Sugarland field, like, cause we were trying to get outdoors, you know, get on a field, sure. try and hit some BP, you know, do some, you know, you know, running and get every, you know, get out on a field instead of just getting in the cage. And so we were out there a few times and then Mike was like, listen, like there's a ton of in the Houston area or the Texas area or, you know, surrounding States. Like, we could easily form a couple teams and just have them be able to play and have live at bats all summer. Like let's like, you know, they were, my dad and Mike were bouncing ideas back and forth and they got with Ryan Posner, who was the GM of the Skeeters and said, listen, like y'all aren't playing ball this summer. Is there any way that we could like, they basically threw the idea out to him and he loved it. He was like, we could get four teams, you know, full rosters get, they were, they were even talking about housing. They were going to get people in a hotel right down the road, all this stuff. And so like, out of nowhere in like 20 days, my dad is telling me, Hey, this league's going to happen. We're going to get it done. You guys figure out, like, we got to kind of pick our roster, which was awesome. Like I texted all my Texas, uh, you know, the guys I played with at Texas, like David Hamilton, Ryan Reynolds, um, Zane Gerwitz, like a few, a few Texas guys also had like some Tigers guys like Luke Shirley was a Texas yeah, guy yeah. So, or, you know, lived in Texas. So I was like, dude, do you want to play? And he's like, yeah, I'm in. And so like we filled our roster, got some pitchers. They filled, they basically had like a draft, but they like kind of filled the other rosters, kind of made them whatever. But we had like the overall youngest team. And so there were four teams in the league. We played 28 games over two months, and you know we had all the COVID protocols. We got tested, like COVID tested every Sunday or whatever. We had one COVID positive the whole summer, wow. and we uh, they had they had out of state people. They're out of state players. They put them up in a hotel with roommates. Like it was a really nice hotel, super cool uh, spot over there in Sugarland. We had to share the locker room, so two or obviously visitors and home locker rooms Two, we would play. I think it was like, we'd play like Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so like we had Mondays and, and Wednesdays off or, or something like that. And so each day there would be like a, you know, a four o'clock game and a seven thirty game. Oh, sure. So we would play on the same field. Um, those guys would come into the locker room. You weren't allowed to shower or anything for COVID. So like they would just, it was like summer balls. Hilarious. We would go in there. We would all get ready for the game. They would be walking out of the locker room. We would just step right in get into the lockers, finish the game. You're literally walking out in your Jersey, get in your car, go shower and wash your clothes at home. It was hilarious. But um, we had a blast with it. I mean, we had, it was cool because my oldest brother who played 10 years in the minor leagues, he was our coat or our manager. Oh, that's cool. So Kobe was our manager. And then my dad kind of just helped out with the pitchers. Mike Capel was the pitching coach. Um, I'm trying to think who else was on our staff. We had a few veteran guys like Cameron Rupp was on our team. We had that's a hell of a staff. 
Let me tell yeah, you, like had... for a for an indie league, right? Oh, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a staff you got yeah, there. It was, yeah, it was awesome. Everybody loved it. Like we, so we, you know, we just picked up uh, Jamie Westbrook, right, from the Brewers. Mm-hmm. He's on mm-hmm. the Toledo roster with us. Yeah, and as soon as I saw he played in the Constellation League with us, but he was on a different team, and so I was like, like when he got here, he had like a tank top with his the the sugarland lightning oh, that's hard, that was yeah. their team and so we started talking about that league like as soon as he got here and he was like dude that was like one of the most fun times i've ever had playing baseball like it was hilarious and it was cool because at the time the big leagues uh like i guess hadn't started yet and so at one point we had four games televised and we were the only live baseball Hell yeah. in all united states at the at that time, we, we had live TV coverage for four games, and there was no other baseball going on. It was sick. Yeah, that is sick. And like, like you, I mean, with only one like COVID positive all year too. Like, it's not like anybody yeah, would like have, we you were, know, like, yeah, it was gotten sick. upset about anything. Like that, that's super cool. Yeah, I, I remember the fan base. I remember loved it too because we, I forget, I, I can't give credit to the beat writer. I don't remember which one it was, but. Somebody on the Tigers beat put out there like around when it first started and was like, hey, like Cody, like didn't get an invite to to camp. And like he's just going and like they just like started this like indie league and everybody was like, that's <laughs> so cool. And everybody was trying to figure out as much as they could about it. Like I remember it, it went over yeah. like super well within the fan base. Yeah. Well, it was so the roster situation was so weird because I was talking to Dave Littlefield at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen, like, I called him and I was like, if I'm not going to the alternate site, there's this league that we're about to start up. We're going to play, you know, 30 games or whatever. Can I play? Like, because they have to, you know, release me right. or, you know, whatever, make this contract up. And he was like, I'll get back to you. And I was like, all right. And so all four of those teams, all the rosters were full of independent ball players. They were already ready to play and everything. And then there was like maybe like a week and a half before the the league was gonna start, the all of the, the you know head of operations and you know player development guys with affiliated ball contacted their players that weren't in the alternate site and said, "Hey, there's this league. We're gonna let you guys." Uh, is it? Did it pop up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're good. Can you still hear me? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I can. Said can connection issue or something. Um. <clears throat> like a week and a half before the league started, they, the you know head of operations of Affiliated Ball, they um, contacted all their players that weren't going to the alternate side and said, "Hey, this league—it's called the Constellation Energy League. It's going to start up. You, we're going to allow you guys to play in it if you want." And so once that kind of happened, they it was tough on like my brother and everybody because they had to release. And tell those independent ball players, like, hey, yeah. like, we're sorry, but we're about to sign. They basically filled all of the rosters with affiliated players. So the competition was actually really good. Like, there were some crazy names in the in the league. Like, the Skeeters team was the oldest, and they had, you know, like the Peterson brothers, DJ and yeah. Dustin. Um, there was, like, like Scott Cashmere threw a few innings. Oh, um, sick. Yeah. Hell yeah. Rodney, like through a couple Hell innings yeah. like there were some crazy names that just came out of nowhere that were like hey like i want to come play and so 
we had like the youngest team, like I said, but we were average age, probably like 24. And then the Skeeters team was like average age 30. So like there were a ton of guys that were like that I've been around and were trying to make it back to the big leagues. And um, we were like the young team that were just like, it was, it was so fun. It was so fun, but there was, it was really good competition. I faced a ton of left-handed pitchers. It was like, there was like 60% of the staffs were left-handed, which was good. Cause I was like, all right, I'll just work on hitting on left-handed pitching this week. This Absolutely. Year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, especially when, you know, like getting to face Scotty Casimir is not a bad way yeah. to like go about your, right. like your summer program or whatever. Yeah. Um, with, uh, I think the only other question I really got for you is, um, like we talked about, you're on the 40 man this season so far in Toledo, you've been killing it. Like one of your best seasons since joining the organization, um what do you maybe attest to how good of a start you've gotten off to this year and then looking forward to the rest of the year what uh what what do you where are you trying to keep going obviously probably probably the big leagues but what uh what steps are you going to continue to take this season yeah i mean april is a tough month for everybody i mean especially hitters like it's it's up here in toledo the weather is here yeah you know like it's tough on everybody. So I'm super happy about my month that I had rolling into May here. But um, yeah, I mean, me and Al Hughes are hitting code and working on some stuff. Um, just fixing up my plane a little bit. Um, trying to k- keep myself, you know, up the middle. I try and stay to the left center part of the field my whole career. But obviously, it's a lot harder than it looks when, you know, you just hit it right to the shift right yeah, fair. yeah. but um, i've been working really hard seeing the ball well um there's been a few games where i get a little bit too aggressive you know kind of swinging at bad pitches here and there but overall when i make contact it's good contact um but it's been fun i mean i'm just here having a blast you know we have a great group of guys in the clubhouse um you know it's not it's feels better it's not my first rodeo here in toledo so i feel kind of established um so i'm super comfortable uh, love Lloyd McClendon, our manager. Uh, Lloyd, that our staff is great too. Like, um, we have a good we have a good group of people in the clubhouse. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna keep keep grinding. I know, hopefully, at some point, I'll get a chance to you know go up and start my big league career. Um, Would have been pretty cool to in this week back in my hometown. <laughs> it's all right. I mean. I know how it goes, so I'm excited just for the rest of the year, and uh, you know I'm gonna keep keep going. Awesome. Well, I I think that's all I got. I really appreciate you carving out a a few minutes for me. I know you got a got a big weekend and everything, so I appreciate you. Awesome. Yeah. No worries. All right, that will do it for our uh, our little sit down with Cody Clemens. We will be back tomorrow.